Well, certainly anything that we can do to keep our fan base with the New York Red Bulls updated and informed. We have been trying to do that. The social media team has been amazing. The content team has been amazing. And I am thrilled to be joined here on another one of our video podcasts. We've been going around just a little bit. We spent some time a couple of weeks back with Steve Jolly, Chris Armis, Ryan Mara. And today it is general manager Mark de Grand Prix. Mark, first and foremost, it is very good to see you, though I wish we were doing it under uh, different circumstances. I would appreciate my elbow bump, which, boy, you were so far ahead of the curve with that, right? I mean, you think about all of the, the ways to shake hands and pass this coronavirus. Anytime I would walk past you, it would be an elbow, and that was it. Uh, hey, you know, Matt, first, also great to see you and know that everyone's healthy on your side. But, you know, maybe I was on to something. I don't know. Um, you know, I've always been a little bit of a germaphobe. So uh, there you go. Maybe it's, uh, it's helped me stay healthy here. But uh, in all honesty, I'm glad to hear you're doing well, your family's well. And hopefully everyone watching this, you're well and healthy and, and uh, coping with this unprecedented situation as best as you can. We will be taking some questions from some of our Red members. I'll be sp uh, sprinkling in some of my own, including this one. In terms of, Mark, just the everyday um, you know, every person that I've talked to in, in a lot of ways, and I think you could appreciate this, they would say since this happened and you've been essentially working from home, in a lot of ways, you're probably busier than if you were actually at the arena doing your normal day to day stuff. That's a great point, Matt. It's been hectic, right? Uh, since I'd say March, March 3rd, we set up sort of a COVID-19 task force internally at the arena and we met regularly and we planned for this work from home, right? After the U.S. Uh, women's team, the She Believes Cup, we took a day off where we tested our, our, our network, uh, our firewalls, everything to see if it could handle having us all work from home. So uh, we were prepared for it. And ultimately, uh, it's been a hectic uh, few weeks, four or five weeks now we're going on this. And I've tried to keep my routine the same, you know, get up early, get my workout in, but then between, you know, 6.30 to 9, when the kids are getting ready for their virtual classrooms, it gets hectic. And then you get into this routine of constant meetings internally, externally. So it's been a very hectic, uh, but we can't complain, right, Matt? We're fortunate we're all healthy compared to our frontline workers who are out there every day, making sure we're staying as healthy as we can keeping our pantries full. Uh, they deserve all the credit here. And we certainly can't complain with the situation we're in. We're fortunate to be in this situation ultimately. Yeah, it does seem crazy because I actually said it today at, at home um, with my wife. We were talking and we looked at the clock and at some point it was like, where did, where did the day go? Where in essence you have nothing but time, but sometimes that time somehow moves um, so fast. How how difficult maybe just from a family perspective, Mark, has it been for, for you guys? Because everyone's going through their own stuff, the online schooling. I'm sure the kids just dying to get outside and doing their own thing. And I would have to think for you, your running mileage right now must be off the charts. You should be you should be on marathon pace, I would think, right now. Uh, let's talk about the family first. It's been it's been an adjustment for everyone, right? We're we're all already a close family, but just the change in patterns and, and schedules, especially for Julia, has been really challenging. But her school has been amazing at creating these virtual classrooms. She's got her schedule from nine to one where she's engaged with her teachers going class to class. And Tyler who's in high school is doing his work or so we think in his bedroom, that's what he's doing, we'll see. Um, 
And in terms of getting my mileage up, it's definitely getting up there. So I've, I have to slow it down. My old body is giving me signs to slow down and maybe take a few days off here and there. I haven't yet, but soon enough, I'm pretty sure my knees will tell me to shut it down. And you think of the, the start of the Major League Soccer season. It was a couple of games in. The team should have been in Minnesota when this happened and then where the schedule kind of went from there. But it was a good start. A win over Cincinnati, the draw in Utah against Real Salt Lake, um, the roster coming together, the team looking pretty sharp, which makes the fact that there are no games right now all that more disappointing. Yeah, I think from the preseason to then leading into the season, the momentum was awesome, right? Uh, preseason was really great. Chris did an unbelievable job bringing the team together, and you saw it in the first two games we played. The kit launch, the red member events, the engagement was at an all-time high, not only for our club, for the entire league, right? We were entering our 25th season. There was a lot of excitement and energy behind the MLS, and our team was excited about where we were going, the roster makeup. Um, and the hope now is that we pick up where we left off whenever that new normal uh, gives us the green light. Will be certainly hard to navigate just kind of how the waters uh, are coming for, for a Red Bull team that has always been. And I know this, all the achievements on the field with uh, notwithstanding, I know one of the things that you are most proud of to be the general manager of this organization is the way that the team engages with the community. So if you think of it, during this kind of, I'll say, awkward, awkward time in, in, in order to stay engaged and stay in front of people and feel like, yes, we are there to help. You already mentioned the first responders and those that are on the front lines and working in the hospitals. Um, but, but all of the community events that the team does day in, day out, week in and week out, what's been the way that that, that has not been lost in this crazy time? It's a great question. If you look at what our, our team has done, right, they've taken what we were doing in the physical world and pivoted very quickly, right, and, and led to all these virtual player appearances. You've seen Flo Cook. You've been inside a few homes, Danny's, Sean. Uh, you've gotten to know a little bit more about Seagurst. All these things have all been brought to life because the team has been so nimble and flexible and adjusted accordingly. And when you talk about our players, they're volunteering to do these virtual player appearances. One that's really, uh, I mean, speaks volumes about their character, right? They volunteer to do uh, kids virtual hospital appearances in the next coming weeks. When you think about there's other folks in the hospitals who can't see their families now, who have very limited contact with family and friends, we're going to provide them an opportunity to have a chat with some of our players. And the guys are literally just volunteering and doing whatever they can. And our team has jumped in you know, feet first, head first to get everything done possible. And Connor has been a great asset for us in his new role in facilitating all that. Let's take a peek at some of our uh, red member questions. We were able to field these, put them together. Um, and I'm sure the fans will be extremely uh, appreciative to any insight that you can give on this. Um, certainly on everybody's mind, when you think of it, all of the ideas of when the game is going to play, if the season is going to happen, um, you look from a standpoint of, of, let's say, money, red member deposits, payments. Um, what's, what's the most current up-to-date situation as we kind of talk in April right now? So if we talk about, you know, the season, uh, our goal, the MLS's goal is to get as many games as possible. Uh, in uh, and we know that everyone is looking forward to getting all sports back on track but we have to be cognizant of our 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 value to the community but first and foremost it comes down to the safety 
and well-being of everyone out there. And once that is under control and everyone is is confident we can get back to work, we'll get back to work in what way, shape or form. It's an unknown right now. Right. There's so many scenarios out there, but I can tell you that we are planning against a multitude of scenarios and the league and the commissioner have really done a great job of looking at every possible scenario and making sure we're ready to operate under whatever circumstances we're told to operate under by the CDC, local and state government. And that's how we're processing this whole unprecedented time right now as an organization and as a league and every I, league also. I think Mark, when we when we wrap this up, whenever it is, we're under no time constraints, obviously, uh, that might be a good way to, to reinforce and, and get out of it. I wanna take advantage of the fact that we had so many of our Red members send some questions in um, and identify some of them. Matthew Bonwell, a member since 2012, section 112, will the Red Bull organization commit to refunding season ticket costs to those fans who deem it unsafe for them to attend due to it being impossible to practice effective social distancing? Listen, we're gonna do everything we can and look at every possible measure to make sure that everyone is safe when we come back to play and we can have fans in the building. So. As an organization, one of our priorities right now is to be one step ahead and think about all the scenarios as to how we can make the environment safer. So hopefully uh, our fans and our Red members will be willing to come back uh, because we'll have made it pretty much as safe as possible under the circumstances. And we're always gonna take one step further, right? As an example, it, during the she, she Believes Cup, we sanitized the entire building per, before the, the cup, after the cup, and we plan on continuing to implement certain standards that are above what the CDC is recommending to make sure our fans feel safe. Um, and if you have any concerns, obviously I would say reach out to your rep. We'll make sure that we can address your concerns. Uh, and we understand that some folks will still not feel comfortable. And at that time, we'll find the appropriate solution for everyone. This one from Gary Redman, Red member since 2010, sits in uh, section 224. With the latest round of upgrades and renovations to Red Bull Arena complete, what's next? Or more specifically, what would you like to see added to enhance the fan experience on future match days? It's a great question, Gary. Uh, listen, we were in the midst of a multi-year upgrade or rethinking Red Bull Arena. Uh, we began last year with the video boards. This year, we added safe standings. We're in the process of adjusting our club seats. We finished a few more uh, decks, the Honda deck that you'll see when we all get back to the arena. Um, but right now, as we look at the current situation we're in and where we need to go, we need to slightly pivot and really focus our priorities on looking at all the things we need to do to keep the building safe for everyone in whatever the new normal will be when we get back to the arena. So we're going to focus our resources and energies in looking at how we can rethink how we interact with you, how you interact with us, how you transact with us when you're in the arena to make sure that is frictionless, hopefully contactless. And that's where we're gonna invest our resources to make sure that the place is as safe as possible and meets all the standards that are set. If you look at when 9-11 hit, there were changes, a lot of changes on how uh, ingress and egress into airports and event facilities occurred. We expect that to be the norm when we get back. There will be changes. Do we know what they will be? We're just trying to anticipate what they may be and be one step ahead here. Um, and we've got to pivot here and really focus on that before we think about all the plans we had for the arena going forward. Mark, in terms of 
the the players when you think of it. This one from Alex Diaz since 2016, Section 128. Um, we talked with Chris Armas a couple of weeks ago about what the players are trying to do to stay ready for the season. How involved are you in that? How involved are you talking with Chris about what the actual physical part or mental part of the game is right now for the players? Uh, I mean, every day I'm on a call with our, our leadership team and Dennis is on it. And I speak with Chris regularly via text, via email, phone calls. Um, but I can tell you that Chris and the staff are so engaged with the players. It's amazing. And to see what Chris is doing in terms of breaking down positional groups and having specific meetings on Zoom to go over video and talk about these things, the engagement from the players is tremendous. Um, and none of them have missed sort of their sessions every day. Tony, our fitness coach and head of sports science is leading them through trainings. They're all engaged, uh, their moods are high. We're tracking a lot of things to make sure that when we return, the guys will be ready to step in preseason, already healthy and ready to go. Uh, but the engagement level across the board not only on the sporting side, but the entire organization. I think as fans, it would make you proud, right? Uh, every day to see what the team is doing and how they're coming together to keep the organization going in the right direction and be ready for when we come back to provide you the best experience possible. And uh, the same for Chris. He is talking with these guys daily and it's amazing to see the engagement. We even had every week, we have like a leadership team meeting and an all staff meeting where we do a virtual all staff where there's 180 folks on it. We had Sean Davis come in and talk to the team. We had Tom Barlow last week, and Chris has been on and shared some of his, the things he's working on. So we're really trying to make sure everyone is connected and engaged, and it, it starts with the players, the coaching staff, and everyone else around them. Let's dig into some of our Red Member questions. This one from Walter, who unfortunately didn't leave his name in section, but a real good question with some recent news. Uh, Mark, what's the plan, you think, for youth academies with the idea mm -hmm. – um, and the most recent news regarding them from the United States Soccer Federation? That's a great question, Walter. Uh, you know, the announcement last, last week, I think we were all prepared. And as a club, as you've seen over the years, we've invested a tremendous amount of uh, money, infrastructure in developing what is probably the best academy in the country. And this sets us up properly now to really establish ourselves as leaders, not only in the Metro New York area, but across the country. And we're going to build on what we've been doing. And we think for the league, it's going to be the right step forward. And we're going to we're going to see the entire league take a leadership position here in developing the best development uh, program uh, for young Americans to grow and become great soccer players. Ed Ritter has this question. Red member since 2006, Section 128. Uh, what are the plans for the section of Red Bull Arena that right now are currently tarped? And what initiatives are planned to fill our beautiful ground for every home game? It's a great question, Ed. Uh, as I said, you know, talking about, uh, I think it was Gary's question regarding the plans. We obviously had some plans to develop more open concepts and spaces in those areas as we continue to evolve the fan experience based on our old normal. Um, and we've had an opportunity now to rethink our plans as we look at the potential new normal and uh, we're going to have to possibly use that space to provide more flexibility and spacing between fans if that's a reality we have to deal with so we're going to again as i said earlier we're going to take a pause here and really think about how we can provide the best environment for our fans to feel safe and comfortable when they come to the arena so we're going to really look at what we do with those tarps, do they stay on? Do they stay off? Do they come off so we can now spread people out if we need to ultimately? 
Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna pause as to the plans we had and really look to pivot focused again solely on the safety and comfort of our fans moving forward. That's our priority now as we look to be prepared for the new normal that's coming. We are in the midst of a pretty solid Q&A with General Manager Mark de Grand Prix. I'm Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. We are taking questions from our Red members, which leads us into this one. Stuart Marcus, since 2015, Section 116. If a return to the stadium doesn't happen for fans, what are the plans for sending us our Red member gift, the headphones, and any merchandise purchased through Members Plus, both of which we're supposed to pick up at the stadium? That's a good question, uh, Stuart. Obviously, we're hopeful that we're going to have matches and hopefully we'll be able to all be together at a game uh, at some point this year. But we'll adjust when that uh, the directives and the plan comes out and solidifies. Uh, and if that's not the case, we'll communicate with you on how we're going to get you um, your gifts. We'll take care of that. Absolutely. Dale, who's a red member since 2017, Section 118. I think the obvious answer here is talking with me doing things like this. But other than that. What is your favorite part of your job? Absolutely, Matt. It's talking with you now or when we go on road trips, uh, you know, sitting together on, the, on flights and catching up on life and all, all other things around soccer in our lives. It's a great question, Dale. Um, I mean, there's so many ways to answer this question and so many reasons why I, I, I love my job and what excites me the most. But I think ultimately, um, what gets me going and the favorite part of my job is when I see the team doing what they're doing now, right? Um, I knew we had a great organization and a really solid team and a front office players and staff, but to see the, the work they're putting in now, how they're flexible, how they've adjusted, they've adapted, and they've come closer together. That's really the favorite part of my job on a daily basis. When I see teams come together and deliver great experiences for you guys, for our players, for our partners, for each other. Ultimately, that's what really makes my job fun and drives me to show up every day. And I'll tell you guys, the amount of work and commitment your team has put in for you over these last few weeks to make sure we're ready to come back uh, better than ever. It's been amazing to watch. Bill Linder, who's been a Red member since 2015 from Section 108. New video boards are much better. Heard there were plans to improve the sound system in 2021. Are those plans still moving ahead? Currently, as we stand, yeah, the plans are to adjust the uh, audio system. But obviously, if we need to reallocate resources to make upgrades to our stadium to make it safer uh, for you guys coming back, obviously, we're going to reallocate those resources there, as I said. And I'm going to repeat it again. Our priority now is really shifting to making the building safe and compliant with whatever new uh, directives we're going to have from the CDC, the state and local health organizations. And as I said, we want to take one step further. So. If we can, we're going to upgrade the audio system. But if we need to reallocate those resources to make the place safer, we will. Mark, let me follow up on that if I can. When you think of it, you've mentioned a couple of times dealing with the CDC, government officials. Um, who is it from the organization, if not you, or maybe it is you, that, that has those dealing other than just getting an email, here are the latest guidelines. How much maybe, you know, one-on-one -on -one type face-to-face -face conversations can you have, even if they're done remotely like we're doing right now? So the folks, uh, I'm in direct contact with um, the first lady almost every day from the state. Um, we have a pretty good working relationship and we've become, uh, I'd say, fairly close over the last few months. 
And she's connected me with the folks on her team who manage all these crises for the state. And those are the folks I talk to almost on a daily basis to get an update on where we're going, what may be the possibility, what changes may occur. Um, and obviously I relay that information to the club, but we're fortunate to have that relationship with the first lady. How about this one from Andrew Faraday? Think, uh, speaking of partnerships, which you mentioned just a minute ago, section 104, the partnership with Sky Blue, uh, great idea. Anything exciting to share around that and future things between Red Bull and Sky Blue? Listen, I think it's a great opportunity for us to help elevate the, uh, the women's game uh, and give them an opportunity to be on the best soccer stage possible at Red Bull Arena. It's unfortunate that now we're going to all have to deal with the new normal in, in the coming months, hopefully. Um, the partnership has been really great. We're in constant communication and we, we're looking forward to just hosting their first match in their season. They're going to be at the training facility eventually. Uh, and that's going to be sort of the foundation of what's to come. So what is going to come? Hopefully it's a productive partnership that keeps growing year after year. Mark, I'll follow up on that. You know, last year, Sky Blue had played a couple of games at Red Bull Arena. Um, was that, in essence, almost an experiment to make sure that it would work for, for both teams and for both organizations? Yeah, last year was definitely a test, Matt. That's a, that's a good point to make. We were just trying to figure out if it was operationally we could do it, if it worked for them, if it worked for us, and it worked well. I think there was positive feedback from their fan base, our fan base, and ultimately anyone who loves soccer. And that's why we think it's just normal that we come together here and make that happen. James Talbot, for a uh, Red member since 2011, Section 101. Uh, you've heard different teams do different things, but how about in terms of um, RBNY committed to doing what he says, the right thing, paying their employees and everyone who makes the experience at Red Bull Arena what it is during this crisis? So uh, I mentioned this earlier, Matt, and James, that's a great question. Um, when we set up this task force in early March, we, we sort of etched in stone two basic um, priorities that we would work off of and make our decisions off of during this time. Number one was the health, safety, and welfare of our staff, our players, our fans, and the local community. And that includes obviously keeping them all employed. And we have not furloughed anyone. Uh, we don't intend to, full-time or part-time. Uh, and that's we're gonna stick to that goal of keeping everyone employed uh, through this time. And it's our number one priority. And I'm gonna make sure we get through this and get it done. Justin Mulvey, Section 132, Red member since 2017. Uh, he likes that you're finally trying to embrace the Metro heritage with this year's new shirts, the new kit. Any chance that we see some more Metro love in the future? It's a great question, Justin. I think this year, obviously, being the 25th anniversary of the league, uh, we've taken a much more proactive approach in embracing our heritage with the new kit design, our in-house team, has done a phenomenal job with this new kit. The launch was phenomenal, exciting, fun. Um, and you'll see more of that stuff come out uh, as we get back to work. Um, and it's our part. We need to embrace where we're from and bring it back to life. And um, it's, uh, it's part of our heritage and we've got to embrace it. And I'm glad everyone likes what we've done this year. Mark, does it seem to make sense that in the 25th anniversary of, of the league, um, to, to kind of go back and almost reclaim that identity in a way. When you look at the founding clubs of this league, Matt, I, I think it's important that we acknowledge that we were one of them and obviously uh, that we played our part in building this league. And there's a great pride within the organization and 
of that role that we played, right? To kick off this, this league and bring it to where it is and where it's come from. Uh, and it's something we cherish and embrace and will always respect. Um, and that's why this year you saw converted, concerted effort by the entire organization to, to bring it to life. And I think through the Jersey and the work of our in-house team, it's really come to life the right way. And you are sporting some of that gear right now. You, yes, are, I am. you are well prepared to talk about uh, that black and red history just a little bit. Um, Mark, let's finish up with a couple of things from um, perhaps a league perspective. I, me personally, I, everyone I'm sure would have their own opinion. I think Don Garber has done a real good job of trying to be pretty vocal during this time period, to try and get information out to try and almost keep doors open rather than completely closing them. How often um, have you talked to him either one-on-one -on -one or from a league-wide perspective? How's the communication handled? It's been awesome. The league, the communication with the league and the clubs during this time. Again, I think it's a tribute to to the league itself, right? We're all in this together, trying to grow the game of soccer. And this was a big year, our 25th anniversary, and now we're going to navigate this unknown together. Uh, and there's constant communication and phone calls with the league and the heads of each club uh, on a daily basis. Every department is coming together from marketing, ticket sales communications, legal, the sporting side, we're all together trying to rethink this new normal, what it may look like. And we're all playing our part to help make sure we come back in the best position possible. Again, and I'll commend the commissioner, the league and all the clubs with the best interest and safety of our community first. And then we'll get back to work and make sure that our players, our staff and our fans are safe. Uh, but first and foremost, let's get everyone around us healthy and safe and our frontline heroes hopefully get to take a break before we get back to, to work. Mark, you've said the term new normal, and I think that's a good way to, to kind of talk about uh, this next phase of where we might be heading, not just from a league perspective, but from, a, from an everyday society perspective, but specifically to the league. What, what would you envision, at least maybe to start, would be the new normal for Major League Soccer to, to try and get themselves back up and going? It's a great question, Matt, uh, but there's so many unknowns. I don't even want to dive into the hypotheticals. Uh, it's a matter of all of us being willing and flexible to embrace whatever may come and be ready for it. So as I said, the league, the clubs are all working through various scenarios. It would be foolish for me to tell you this is how I think it's going to be. Um, all I can tell you again is I'll go back to we'll come back when the folks who understand the data from the medical side make sure and give us a green light that this is the proper way to do it and it's going to be the safest way to do it for our players our fans and our staff and it does sound like listening to you answer those last couple of questions it sounds like one thing that the league and the teams are all somewhat unified under that vision and, and direction a hundred percent. I think it would be foolish for us to think otherwise, right? And try try to jump the gun too early. We have to be patient and we have to wait to make sure we, we understand how we're going to manage this moving forward. And ultimately, uh, I think we've taken the right approach. The commissioner, the league and the clubs have taken the right approach. And I'd say all the leagues have taken the right approach. I'm sure, you, I'm sure your son has uh, surpassed expectations of the Red Bull youth train at home program how about you have you been able to sharpen any skills have you been have you been following the video series at all absolutely you know we're following we're signed up but i would dare 
to uh, I would never dare to try to attempt to even develop my skills. It's too late. Uh, and everyone uh, would know that it would be a lost cause. But yes, my son is, uh, uh, you know, dutifully every day doing his work and, and getting better every day, which is awesome to watch his commitment and dedication. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of folks out there who are signing up for it and enjoying these classes. And again, a tribute to the to staff, right? Our youth training programs in a matter of a week pivoted to generate this new content for us and provide it for the community, which again, an amazing feat. Mark, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us about such a myriad of issues, taking the questions from the red members, my own questions as well. I'm sure we could do this hours upon hours, uh, but a pretty good place to stop right now. I'm sure we can do it again somewhere down the road. Although I hope next time we do it, um, it's in our more traditional place of sitting down, seeing each other actually face to face rather than through a computer screen. And obviously, I, I wish you and your family nothing but uh, a safe and healthy time right now and cannot wait to be back at Red Bull Arena. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate the time. Same to you. Hopefully you stay healthy, happy and the family as well. And to everyone watching, stay safe, stay, stay healthy. And we can't wait to see you back at uh, Red Bull Arena when the time is right. We will continue with our video content all during the course of this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, for more information, obviously follow the New York Red Bulls on all the social media channels, newyorkredbulls.com. Our thanks to Mark DeGrand Prix, Team General Manager. I'm Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. We'll see you real soon. Thank you.